Welcome to Billing Buddies Podcast. Today we're going to discuss billing insurance companies that are contract versus non-contract. First of all, you might ask, why do we even care? If we bill an insurance, we bill an insurance. Well, the first reason you want to care if the insurance company you're dealing with is a contract or non-contract is if you sign a contract you have certain obligations and if you didn't you have no obligations you're really doing a courtesy bill in the short of it if the biller doing the billing does not know who you have a contract with or do not have a contract with they won't know um, if the insurance will for sure pay the clinic. Um, major payers like Blue Cross and Medica have set precedents that even if you have an assignment, they will only respond to the patient. You can't call and follow up. You don't know if the claim was paid or not paid. They typically will confirm whether they received it, but that doesn't help the biller doing the follow up. So the person doing the follow-up needs to know if there's a contract to know for follow-up purposes if after 30 days for say you could uh, bill the patient because only the patient has the rights to find out who paid. The other huge part of knowing contract versus non-contract is if the clinic has a contract they have agreed to write off the contractual obligations, anything above the, the allowed amount. Now, it isn't unusual for insurance companies to try to trick the inexperienced biller and put a UCR amount or, or a, a detail on an explanation of benefits, making it look like the provider should write something off where they have no obligation to write anything off. So this, uh, if you implement this procedure I'm going to follow and describe for you, um, you will have a much better return financially, both from not writing off improper adjustments and by saving hours of time and follow-up in billing the patient where it's appropriate. To give you a visual of how this impacts your practice, if you could grab a piece of paper and a pencil and draw a triangle, then once you've drawn that triangle, at one point put patient, at another point put provider, and at the remaining point put the insurance. How this all starts off with before the patient even walks in your door and has an insurance is they contracted with that insurance. So look at the leg between patient and insurance and know that the patient has agreed to pay premiums and follow plan provisions like maybe report if anything's related to an accident or report full-time student status, complete coordination of benefit letters. There's a whole lot that the patient is agreeing to do in that contractual relationship with the insurance company. And at the same time, the insurance company is agreeing to do certain tasks for the patient, such as process the claim, according to plan provisions, um, authorize or manage the plan if, if it's a managed care plan. There's many, many things the insurance is obligated to do for the patient because of that contract. 
Also, if you look at the triangle between the patient and the provider, the patient signs a contract with the provider agreeing to pay for services and receive services. Many clinics say um, in their contract that uh, they have to cancel with so many hours or days or they'll be charged. They might also say interest or a finance fee um, if they don't pay their bill in full or collection fees if they don't pay in full. So the patient is obligated in many ways to the provider through that contract the patient has with the provider. The provider also is obligated to provide services um, for the patient and, and follow state laws and guidelines, federal laws and guidelines as far as HIPAA and um, the state association has rules and, and to act on the patient's best behalf. So the leg of the triangle from the patient to the provider is contractually run. The last leg is the leg we're talking about that varies so much on how the clinic not only gets paid but does follow-up is between the provider and the insurance company. So if the provider has a contract, a signed physical contract that's probably in your your file cabinet or scanned to a document folder, if, if you can find that contract, you've agreed to many things um, with the insurance company. You've agreed to submit claims on the patient's behalf, to write off anything over and above um, the contract adjustment rate, um, and you won't bill the patient for anything other than what's coinsurance and deductible. The provider has a lot of responsibilities once they've signed that contract with the insurance. Same for the insurance. The insurance has uh, an obligation to the provider many times to uh, refer clients or patients to them if they're in network uh, to pay the claim promptly uh, and um, according to policy guidelines to offer an appeal process or authorization process. So the insurance company has many tasks it's obligated to perform for the provider because of that contract. Now, when you look at that triangle that you draw on your paper, all the parties are contractually linked and have obligations to each other. However, if it's a non-contract insurance, meaning you don't have a contract signed in your file cabinet, then you can put an X through the, the leg between provider and insurance company. That X stands for there isn't a contract. The provider doesn't even have to send claims if they don't want to. If, they're obli you know, they, if they use the option to submit the claim on the patient's behalf, it's on the courtesy only basis. The insurance company also has no obligations. They don't need to refer patients. They don't have to write off contract. Um, they don't have to uh, pay the provider or acknowledge um, that the claim was even paid by how much or, or even if it could have been denied and the insurance won't won't tell the provider in many instances. So in that last leg where you drew an X between the provider and the insurance, here's what the biller needs to know. They should have a little sticky or some kind of a note up 
so they're clear on who is contract and those are the only ones we do a contract adjustment for then for the non-contracts the biller needs to know after 30 days it's in the clinic's best interest to bill the patient that's because the patient has the contract with the insurance company the clinic doesn't have a contract the clinic can't hold the insurance company to any standard of uh, responsibility as far as processing claims or reporting it because of that lack of contract. If you do code it and bill the patient after 30 days, you still have the opportunity to help the patient if they call by doing a conference call with the insurance or telling them to please call the number on the back of their card and you did send a claim if if they uh, didn't the insurance didn't get the claim to call you back I always tell the patients to to document an acronym, an acronym that we use in our billing agency called PPPAA the everyone who calls should document the person they talk to at the phone number they called in the place so for example called 1-800 talk to Betty at Blue Cross and the action needed is for the A the patient needs to find out if the claim was received and why it wasn't paid if it was or um, if if the claim was not received the action taken would be they call the clinic back in the clinic resubmits the bill for them. If you have any questions regarding this, I'd be delighted